Hello and welcome to Two Beers Till Takeoff. My name is Phil and today's guest is a YouTuber from Plymouth, England. Throughout his travels, he's been to Southeast Asia, Africa, and most recently Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan. In his spare time, he likes to dream about a time where Manchester United was the best football team in its city. (laughs) (laughs) Check out his very popular YouTube and Instagram channels. Backpacker Ben, welcome to the show, Ben. Cheers, mate. Nice. This is my first podcast that I've accepted. I've been offered a few, but I've seen yours and I thought, yeah, I'll do that. It seems more chill. Hey, listen, I appreciate that, bud. But anyways, I I think we have to dive into the, the topic of the hour, which is the World Cup. I know as an England fan, the World Cup has not always been a bright thing, but I think uh, I, I'd love your your uh, your thoughts on how the team's going to do this year. Mate, to be honest, um, I'm not that bothered. Honestly, England's football team is full of people I don't, obviously, I don't like them as footballers. So you got like, it's all Man City players, Liverpool players. Mm, and I'm a, not United enough United fan. guys. Yeah, so... I'm I'm more of a club football. Obviously, I'm going to support England. Of course, I am. But um, I'm not really feeling it this year. I'm not really feeling this World Cup. I think it's because it's in the summer. It's in the winter. Normally, in the summer. Too? Yeah, it's in Qatar. Like normally, you're you're in like I'll go London and spend like the weekend with my mates and like drink and stuff. But this is like I'm going to be sat at home watching it on TV or something. I don't know. Um, it's going to be weird, yeah. And it's it's it almost seems like it's the first World Cup with rules. You know what I mean? Like if you're Islamic, a fan going Islamic. to the world, sorry, as in like the the Muslim rules there. You mean? Yeah, it just seems like if I'm going to watch, like I would have loved to go to to, to see a World Cup, right? But like going yeah. to Qatar seems like I'd be walking on edge eggshells a little bit, you know? Yeah, I don't think, especially English people, they don't understand <laughs> the culture of like these countries. They're gonna go there, drink, and cause all sorts of problems. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I don't think Qataris are ready for the English to go there. No, uh, no, I don't think so either. I think there are I, places I've, I've read online, so they need to be careful. and need to respect the culture, rule number one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the videos that are going to come out of drunken shenanigans. But anyways, it'll be chaos. Yeah. So listen, you're, 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 you've got a really popular YouTube channel. It's I'm not just saying this; like it's it's actually really, really good. So, can you tell can you tell me a bit about your journey of becoming a YouTuber? Um, to be fair, I've only taken it seriously in the last year or so. Um, the first time I did it was um, just out of laughs, like just filming India basically, and didn't think anything of it. And then I filmed all my videos, left the country, and started posting them, and they got good attention and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And then I was like, holy shit, like, people are actually watching this crap? Like, it's the worst (laughs) video ever. Terribly edited. And um, then obviously COVID hit. So I had a whole year of no travel, like no traveling at all. And then I went to Africa, um, spent six months in Africa, kind of took it somewhat seriously. Did the odd, did like probably like 30 videos, not that many. I could have done like 100. Um, But then I came home took a few months off and then after that i guess i started taking it seriously from there so i'd say i've been doing it seriously for like a year and a half nice well it, it sounds like you should you should be taking it more seriously because you, you're getting a lot of a lot of good feedback that you know a lot of a lot of listeners a lot of, a lot of views and and subscribers so so definitely continue people are loving your content cheers uh, mate it's exhausting. 
That's good. How many videos did it take for you to become viral or for, for your, your, your channel to really blow up? Oh, mate, I was, well, it's weird. It, it comes and goes like views can plummet and all of a sudden and the algorithm can be cruel. Like I've done videos that that deserve half a million views in my opinion and they'll be on like 30,000. I'm like, why is this got 30,000 views? It doesn't make any sense. Yet I'll, I'll go to some crappy restaurant, eat some local dish and I'll have like 300,000 views. It's so frustrating, but it's weird. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's like the title or, you know, certain topics. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, the, the thumbnail. The thumbnail's crucial as well that's the hardest part in my opinion the bloody thumbnail like choosing that and then you post it and you're like oh shit like i don't like that thumbnail anymore you change it oh it's a nightmare <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot to um think about when you're um doing the videos so yeah yeah so i i, I gotta i i this this question here i i gotta know uh when you describe your job because this is your full-time job, right? Um, yeah. It's when people say, "What do you do for a living?" I'm embarrassed to say YouTube. <laughs> I hate that question because people just assume you're like the cheesy, typical. Hey guys, welcome to Thailand. This is the top five most beautiful beaches, and I'm just like, that's the complete opposite of what I do. Like I'm just and bankrupt. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just talking shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's an example. He'll just, you know, be himself on camera no. and go places and just show it how it is. And that's pretty much what I tend to do as well. And, you know, I'm just myself. I'm just myself on camera. I've met people that watch my videos in real life within a minute. And they're like, you're exactly the same you are in videos. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so how do you describe your job to your grandparents? Uh, <laughs> they're terrified, mate. Whenever um, they're like close to 90 and like when they find out I'm going to certain places, they'll message me like, don't go there. Like, obviously, I went to Ukraine like two months ago. Uh, my grandma messaged me begging me not to go. And I said, so don't worry, it's going to be completely fine, all this stuff. And I messaged her when I got there. Um, but when I went to Afghanistan, she was like, oh, have a great time. I was like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, just the Taliban is just running the country. We're, we're going to be fine. Don't, don't worry, grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it was good fun. No, it was good fun. Intense. Yeah, I, and we'll. I guess we'll dive into that a little later. But when you're traveling, how do you balance filming and staying in the moment and enjoying yourself? Yeah, so a lot of people think that I'd be filming everything, but it's the complete opposite. I'd film probably five percent of the whole journey because people think like um, I'm always in the mood for filming. You're not. Like most of the time, I can't be asked. <laughs> like you have to work up your weight. You have to psych yourself up to film, you know, like get some energy, get the camera out and, you know, like film what you want to film. So it's quite, it's not just all like you film the entire day. It's like ch choosing when you want to do it and you've got the right mindset to do it in. Um, sometimes I'll go to a country and not even film it because I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Like just, yeah. so um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so like when you're traveling how do you balance filming and staying in the moment because like you're saying that you're not filming all the time but you know what i mean sometimes you're in places where you're like oh i have to film or you know maybe i'm feeling good and i want to film but how do you film you know what i mean how do you how do you kind of do your job and also have a good time at the same time yeah i, I can still live in the moment no problem if i don't want to film it i don't film it and people will say to me like aren't you gonna film this this is good and i'm like nah i can't be asked i'll just get a photo and just you know, I don't want to film this. So, so 
Yeah, I can find so it's, like, it's like selective, being a bit more selective or, or uh, filming when you feel like it. Exactly. Well, yeah, you have to be... I don't just force myself to film and put out a shitty video. I'd want the video to be good. Like a lot of YouTubers will go to, say, um, I don't know, Pakistan, and they'll film 70 videos in a month, in two weeks, film three a day. And I'm not, I can't do that. I'll do like one a day and make it like a journey and make it a story um, of what's going on. But each their own, if people do that, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I have to uh, bring attention to your Instagram page. Uh, it's like I, it, like I said to the to the listeners, your YouTube page and your Instagram are are absolutely awesome. For example, in one of your pictures, you're you're sitting next to a hyena. Oh yeah. Uh, can, can can I get a bit more context how that happened? It's actually not as um, dangerous as you probably think. It, it, well, it kind of is. I mean, I think the hyena, <laughs> yeah, the strongest bite. Okay. Strongest bite, yeah. Um, so basically you go to a place in Ethiopia on the east called Hara or Hara or something. And there's a guy there called the hyena man. And he's basically spent his whole life, um, with his pet hyena. They're not pets. They're like wild hyenas, but he's like, um, a hyena whisperer, like that lion whisperer man. Yeah. yeah. But apparently his dad got killed and eaten by hyenas. I, I think that's the truth. I think that's the story. If it's a rumor, I don't know. But there's, there's always these like bear guys, the lion guy, and they always end up dying. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. So this the guy's dad got killed and eaten by hyenas. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. And his son is now the hyena whisperer. So you just turn up, you chuck him like four quid, and you feed hyenas for like five minutes. And then he demands more money. So you're like, oh, see you later. That's pretty fucking intense, though. Yeah, it was good. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it's terrible. still a wild animal. <laughs> yeah, man, I was pretty scared, I'll be honest. Hyenas are huge. Like, they're not even that smaller than, well, they're, they're smaller than a lion, but a lioness, they're pretty much the same size. They're massive, and their jaws are, like, they're huge. So when you're right up next to one with one's face next to yours, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Jesus. And, yeah. And another another picture that's really that that caught my attention on your Instagram page. You're swimming with a shark. Don't let Grandma see that one, man. Oh, that's nothing, mate. That's a bloody <laughs> what do you call it? A um, bottom feeder. It's still There's... a shark, dude. Nah, it's, inten- it's intense for me. I, I I I gravitate towards the, the the animals and stuff like that. Just I don't know if it's just a Canada thing that we got a shit ton of crazy yeah. animals here, but. Yeah. Anyways, it looked really, really cool. You should tell people it's a great white. <laughs> I would like to do the great white. I, you can do that in South Africa, where I'm hoping to go in January. So, I'm, yeah, did, it's possible. Did you ever see the video uh, when they're doing the cage diving and then the shark ends up in the cage yeah. with the person? Yeah, it's nuts. That's fucking intense. Don't like, watch that one right before you do it, right? Oh, mate, it'd be. Well, I, I hope that does happen, and I get it on film. That would hopefully go viral. <laughs> Fuck. Hopefully you leave with all your limbs. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Uh, so I, I also want to talk a little bit about a place that I, th- I don't think a lot of people know about. So a lot of people know about Somalia. I think Somalia was put on the map after, you know, there was a lot of like pirates stealing stuff. Yeah. Uh, that hey. movie with uh, Tom Hanks there, uh, I'm the captain now. What is that? Uh, captain or Captain Phillips? I think Captain Phillips. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Captain Phillips. Yeah. But you went to a place called Somalia. Somaliland. Somaliland? Somaliland, yeah. Yeah. 
What was that like? It's bizarre, mate. So I was in Ethiopia and I was I was traveling during lockdown. So most of the countries around the world weren't open. So I was in Tanzania and I went to Ethiopia. I and mean, then I was like, right, I've been in Ethiopia too long here. Where can I go next to make some videos? And literally next to it was Somaliland. So I was looking into it online. And on the UK government website, it says, you know, advise against all travel, all this stuff, as it does for a lot of countries. But then I looked into it and did some research, reached out to a few locals there. And they were like, yeah, you can, it's fine. Just come here and see what it's like for yourself. And you literally turn up. It was like an hour flight from the capital of Ethiopia. You turn up, get a visa on arrival, pay like $50. They wanted $200. It was a bit corrupt. I managed not to pay that. And, um, yeah, that was it. I spent a week there. I had a local with me. Uh, taking me around most of it was solo most of it was with this guy that was it mate really it was good nice safe it was safe it was fine um obviously it's weird it's somaliland is technically its own country it's got its own government its own um army its own money but it's not recognized by the united nations so it's technically still part of somalia um yeah they want independence from somalia yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a really interesting area Yes. Um, yeah. So, so you've you've also had uh, just you know going through your your social media stuff, you've had a lot of bad luck with food poisoning and getting hospitalized. Yeah, so many times, mate. I've pretty up <laughs> in hospital every single country I go to. <laughs> shit. So, so how many times did you actually get hospitalized? Um, once in Bangladesh, badly. Really, that was the worst I've ever been. A uh, few times in India. Not hosp. Oh no! Once in India, properly. That was with altitude sickness. That was bad. Mm. Um, then, like three or four times in India, was just like popping in for like you know, um, to see a doctor. I wouldn't really count that. Um, so Ethiopia was in a hospital. Um, Tanzania was in a hospital in a, on one of the islands. Um, four. What, <laughs> what's the other country? I think that's it. I think four. Maybe five, I can't remember. Listen, I, I'm just going to give you a free free uh, possible idea. Uh, you should do uh, hospital reviews. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how does this happen? Is, is it just that you're just like, you're just, you, you're feeling like a hero in the street foods or? Yeah, man, I get carried away. Like when you're <laughs> there good. country for like, you get, it's weird. When you enter a new country, there's this vibe in the air. It's like, wow, I'm a, you're excited. You know, you're in a new country. Yeah. Like, you want to try new foods, talk to the locals, all that stuff. And once you get stuck in with the locals, before you know it, you're eating food with them. And you always, I always forget, like, there's different um, hygiene standards in these countries, especially in, like, Bangladesh and, you know, Ethiopia. So, you know, they're giving you, like, low local teas and like um you eat with your hands and stuff like that so you're gonna get sick there's nothing you can do about it um yeah it's been i've had some horrendous experiences mate like quite scary as well when you're in hospital in some foreign country and um you're on a drip it's pretty fucking scary yeah once once you're in that hospital i'm sure you're like fuck i should maybe just i should just go to prague next like you know what i mean just a generic travel place like like, wh why do I do this? <laughs> well, the next country I'm going to is is uh, Japan. So that's the safe. Okay. Obviously, I mentioned to you off camera, I was going to Iraq. That's, that's cancelled now. Oh, uh, shit. It's a long story, but I'll be going there in December instead. Um, so I'm going to go to 
the cleanest country in the world, Japan. So yeah, and I know that they were closed for a little while uh, for, during COVID, right? Yeah, they closed for three years, so they've only just opened up. So yeah, that's why I'm gonna head back there. I've waited three years to go back there, so I'm excited. Awesome. Anyways, I have a question from my editor. So he's a big fan of Bald and Bankrupt, which is a fellow YouTuber that you've been traveling with. And so I guess the question is, can you tell the listeners how you two linked up? It's random, mate, really. Um, So I went to Syria and he went to Syria as well about a month later or something with Simon Wilson. And I just got, I can't remember what happened. Um, So Simon was there and I think I messaged Simon on Instagram and said, oh mate, um, I was just in Syria, have a good time or something like that. And then he messaged back saying, yeah, we're here now, mate, loving it. Uh, Bold seen your videos on Syria or something. I was like, holy shit, Bold seen my videos? That's weird. And um, then he left Syria and then didn't, you know, nothing come of it or anything he posted his videos and whatever and i went to pakistan and then whilst i was in pakistan he messaged me on instagram and was like hey mate um uh blah 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 seen your videos seem like you're you know a normal lad just having a good time traveling around blah 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 and i was like yeah yeah sounds yeah that's literally me (laughs) and he was like oh do you want to do the uk road trip lands ends to john O'Groats?" and i was like absolutely let's do it so a week later, I flew home, and that's it, really. Um, did the UK road trip and stayed in touch ever since, and obviously did Afghanistan with him two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And so what was it like traveling with him? Oh, he's a laugh, mate. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Funny guy. He's who who a- has more beers, to be honest? Who has more beers? So who initiates the beers early in the morning or after a night out? Is it you or is it bald? So a lot of people were like, when we did the UK road trip, a lot of um, people were messaging saying, um, Bold trying to get Ben drunk and all this stuff. Treat me that, you know, initiated everything to like drink in Blackpool, to drink in Scotland. It was always me to like encourage him to drink because, um, you know, I, I like to drink basically. And um, I mean, he, you're from England. You have to, right? Yeah. So obviously he likes to have a drink and I guess. Um, but when it came to the content, it was me trying to like psych us up for a, uh, a booze uh, when we went to afghanistan before we flew um he initiated having some whiskey before we got to um kabul that's respectable as well yeah yeah uh is, is he retiring is he retiring from may i don't know he's he doesn't we don't talk about yeah. this stuff no not a clue okay listen this is this is my first pledge that we're going to try to get bald and bankrupt on the podcast oh mate good luck with uh, that w- even get older than when he's uh you know, I've got his number and stuff. I can't even get hold of him. It's a nightmare. So he, he recently posted on his Instagram uh, pros and cons of traveling with a couple of YouTubers, you included. So can you give the pros and cons of traveling with Bald and Bankrupt? The pros and cons of traveling with Bald and Bankrupt. Pros, he's just a typical English guy. Good banter. Always up for a laugh. Always up for a night out. Um, so similar to me, really. Uh you know, lots to talk about, funny stories, you know, just a, just a normal bloke. So um, that's, that's you know, the main pro when it comes to traveling with him. Cons? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Farts a lot. Yeah, yeah. Chews with his mouth open. <laughs> um, so I don't know really, mate. On top of my head. So you probably think he's not, you probably think the Soviet stuff is like, 
all an act. Like he, it's not. Like he he loves that shit. So when when we were in Afghanistan, we were traveling back from a place called Jalalabad, and there was this bloody tank on the way back, and he fought. We drove past it, and he was pissed off. He was like, "I can't believe, can't believe we've missed that Soviet tank." He kept going on about it because he wanted to obviously like talk about it in his film. And um, yeah, I, guess, I don't know. It's not, it's not really a con, is it? It's um, yeah, it just gets boring <laughs> just hearing all this like facts and stuff. He's an he'll, informed guy. He'll try to teach me something, and I'm like, "Mate, I don't care." You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> I'm trying to finish my beer here, but yeah, I would, <laughs> and that would have been cool. That would have been really yeah. cool. Anyways, let's get into Q and A. Q and A. Q and A, Ben is is just a segment where for people to get you get to know you a bit better. So, yeah, cool. First question: Hot or cold? Hot or cold? As in temperature or food? What? Whatever you want, baby. Cold. You, you'd like Canada? Uh, beach or mountains? Mountains. Bus or train? Train 100%. Yeah, I agree there. Cats or dogs? Dogs. I hate cats. I'm allergic to cats. You're my type of guy, man. Top or bottom bunk? Bottom, 100%. Sunrise or sunset? Uh, Sunset, definitely. I hate, I hate mornings. What is your favorite sports team? Manchester United. When's the last time they won? So I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah. I know Man City have just conceded in the last minute. My my WhatsApp's going crazy. How do I? Can you see my phone? No. All right, that's fine. Because my it's like I don't know. How you get rid of it. It's popping out everywhere. If you could have a beer with one person from history, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, tricky one. Either I'd probably say George Best because it's George Best in it. Who, who's George Best? Who's George Best? He's like one of the greatest football players of all time. Did he play for United? Yeah, he played for Manchester United. Irish. No, no, I, no I, 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 don't, I don't know him. I, I know Wayne Rooney. I'd have a pint with Wayne Rooney. That would be, fa- that would be funny. But I think saying having a pint with George Best is pretty, pretty amazing. So, yeah, George Pers- Best or um, who else? I don't know. I don't George know. Best is, is good George for me, man. What's something you never travel without? Um, my hair dryer. Yeah, got to keep the hair on fleek, right? Yeah, got to keep it um, looking decent. Which country has the best cuisine? The best cuisine would be England. Pies, <laughs> <laughs> roast dinners, English breakfast. Get, get a bit of Greg's. Greg's, we you know, we got it. We got the best food in the world, mate. Fact. Yeah, the best food is always boiled, right? Yeah, boiled and unseasoned <laughs> can be a British cuisine. <laughs> Either that, or it would probably be Syrian. Syrian did some really good food. Lebanon had some awesome meals. Um, but yeah, you can't beat comfort of um, English food, in my opinion. What is your biggest travel pet peeve? Travel pet peeve? What, in, in for me or with traveling with other people? Traveling with other people. Traveling with other people. Um, the ones that just don't get involved, you know, they don't respect the culture and don't talk to locals. They're shy. It's annoying. And you've got to, like, babysit them. That's not talking about bold, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I've traveled with people before, and within about two days, I'm like, nah, like, these, these people aren't cut out for it. They're not 
you know, they're not enjoying it. So that's, it's like, uh, I feel like, you know, living with a person, traveling with a person, that's when you really know if, if you're going to, if you're going to jive with that person, right? Yeah. 100%, 100%. So what is the most underrated country in your opinion? The most underrated country, um, trying to think, give me a second. Well, obviously, a lot of people have been going there in the last couple of years. They've been going to Pakistan, Um, but that is a beautiful place. You know, you've got the mountains in the north, got um, a lot of history there, got good food and stuff like that. And uh, the people are super friendly, but everyone goes to the neighboring country, India. So, you know, Pakistan is an underrated country, but I thought that with Iraq as well. Um, Obviously, it's not a... It was safe for me, but I wouldn't go booking your holiday to Iraq unless you've done your research. Um, there's a lot to, you know, take in consideration before you go. But that was an underrated country, in my opinion. Loved it. And same goes to Syria. I really enjoyed that place. Nice. Yeah. No. So so uh, to speak of Pakistan, Pakistan, you said that a lot of people go, but I feel like it's more like experienced travelers that go. I don't think that Pakistan's opened up yet to like the generic traveler yet, you know. Mm, nah, I disagree. Really? I think even if you're not well, yeah, hundred percent, it's it's better than India in my opinion. It's um, I'd probably say it's safer in my opinion. They're both safe yeah. anyway, but I'd say Pakistan. You know, they're both friendly countries, but Pakistan is more friendly. And if you are in any case of help, the locals will always help you and get involved. So, obviously, we're in India as well, but. Yeah, I think Pakistan is ready for tourists just to, you know, go full full throttle there. That's, so, that's really good to know. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, there's there's people that listen to this podcast that may look at Pakistan and be like, you know, that's kind of daunting. Like, it's it's a country that... But no, yeah. so... Super safe, super safe. Awesome, it's great. Even for female, a lot of female travelers have been going recently. And that's the thing, people say, oh, it's because you're a male. But I've met countless girls that have been there and they've had an amazing time. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. Where is somewhere you'd never go back? Um, there's a few places, probably. Um, I'd ne- Not because I don't like it, it's because I've done- been there, done that. I have no reason to go back. So there's many countries like that. But one country, you know, I don't fancy repeating would probably be, probably be Bangladesh. Because have you been there? Nope. So Dhaka, the capital, is mental. Like the traffic is is hell. It's like five hours. You'd be sat in traffic in a traffic jam. It's it's crazy. It's um, yeah, it's an, it's a crazy yeah. place. There's not much to see there. Um, the people are friendly, very friendly people. Um, but yeah, that's probably a country I wouldn't go back okay. to. There's this country called Brunei. I always say that. That's that's not, it's quite boring to be honest. There's nothing really to do there. Um, the listenership from Brunei is going no, going to tank now. Fuck. I know, mate. Everyone's canceling their flights through now. <laughs> but yeah, there's no countries that I like, there's no that I, that I hate. But there's some I wouldn't go back to because I have no reason to. To be fair, where did you experience the least friendly locals? The least friendly locals would be England. Serious, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Where in this country? Ooh. Rude, miserable, depressed people in this country. Where, where specifically? The more north you go in England, the friendlier. It's a fact. Everyone knows the northerners are way more friendly than the southerners. Oh, mate, England's full of twats. <laughs> like, people that you go on a night out, people start on you, cause problems. You know, when people 
drink in England. There's always issues and stuff. But we have a good laugh. You know, English are very funny people, but we're wankers, let's be honest. So I always tell the story to, to the English that I, I, I bring on the pod. But I, I was in Scotland and I took a bus from Edinburgh all the way down to Bognor Regis. Because I had a buddy who lived there. And I tried to pay at the bus with Scottish pounds. And the guy looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't know what that was, Scottish pounds. But way friendlier than English yeah. people. Yeah, way Scotland, Scotland man, was, was very underrated for me. I initially thought I was going to like Ireland more. And the, yeah. the Highlands, yeah. Edinburgh, like, unreal. Beautiful. Really nice. Really nice place. Yeah. Um, we only drove through it for like two hours and walked around the city, but I definitely seen seen it and it was really good. So I'd like to go back there mm. properly. Where on your travels were you the most scared? Um, I wouldn't say I've been scared, but like times where I'm like, shit, like... Am I die right now? Mm, I would not be here right now. Specific place in Ethiopia. I was in um, the Afari region, which borders Somalia and Djibouti. Um, it's known as like the hottest place in the world. Um, we were driving through like these long, like desert roads. It was crazy, super hot. Obviously, it's the hottest place in the world, like all year round. That is, and um, yeah, it was just it was scary. I've, I've made videos about it. Towards the north, um, there was a terrorist group called Al-Shabaab, I think they're called. They were in the region. And when we got there, the locals warned us, literally, you need to leave now. If they see you, you're dead. Simple as that. Jesus. That was pretty... Um, recently in Afghanistan, that was pretty intense, to be fair. I wasn't scared, but like when you're in a Taliban interrogation room with them questioning you why you're here and stuff, it's pretty... It's pretty it's it's weird it's a you just think why am i doing this like what is the point of this why am i risking everything for for, yeah. for this and plus you were um, with a russian so, spy like must have been crazy right <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it was crazy um yeah, yeah. The, yeah those those are great I, me? Oh, yeah those were great answers man i knew that i i knew that you'd, you'd have some really good answers for that one what is your favorite cocktail I don't drink cocktails. I drink pints. Well, then where did you find your cheapest pint? Cheapest pint? Uh, Vietnam is the cheapest beer in the world, I believe. I think I was spending like 30p on a beer like when I yeah, was there. I, I, I almost retired this question because it's it's almost always Vietnam. Where, yeah. Oh, really? The, the beer street in, in Vietnam. Um, I haven't been, but for me, I consider it the Mecca in the world. Like it's where I worship. <laughs> There Where in the world yeah. is your favorite bar? My favorite bar, I do like a British pub. Um, Australians are really good as well for, you know, bars and stuff like that. But I like Tokyo, and obviously that's where I'm going next week. Tokyo's got awesome clubs, awesome bars. South Korea's got them as well. Oh, mate, there's so many places, so many. Europe's obviously your, probably your best places. Is, is there it? one that sticks out? Uh, one bar that you're like, man, I wish I could go back there. Um, I couldn't remember the name, mate. Couldn't remember the name. That's, that's the best answer of this for this question. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into the top five. Top five. Uh, so yeah, so before we get into top five, so top five, you're going to be covering tips for traveling countries that are uh, 
maybe that are perceived to be dangerous. First, first, uh, before okay. we get into that, though, I, I want to talk to you about, or I want you to tell me a bit about why you're attracted to going to these countries. Well, um, I always think like there has to be more to it than you know what the media portrays. Like it can't, you know, these popul the population of these countries. Like for example, I think Iraq is like I might be completely wrong, but forty million maybe forty million. Baghdad has probably has like four million people in Baghdad. Surely not nine. Surely not every single person there is a terrorist or you know going to kidnap you. So that's what I like to just think, and I like to go to these places and prove to people that there are just normal people there trying to live a normal life, just trying to have a laugh. You know, we've all got the same dreams, same goals in life. To become and, a YouTuber. And <laughs> that's the worst thing you want to be. I tell you, Jesus. You're going to end up dead. Up on podcasts. But, uh, yeah, fucking hell. But um, yeah, like, I'd just like to uh, prove people wrong. Like there's there's places you, that you shouldn't be going, that I you do go to them, and it's never what the media portrays. So, and the UK government advise against all travel, all this nonsense. It's, so it's, a lot of it, I feel, is is the media that portrays um, kind of our our, our it's always our the media of a country, right? Because. I feel like if, for example, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to Syria. The last thing that, like, for example, my parents would think about is what they've seen on the news, right? Bombs and... Of course, yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's just negative and, stuff. And it's also like when they're showing a certain segment of like, oh, there's something that happened here. Like, something also to, to think of is like, that's not the whole country. That's one part, nope. right? Because I know that like the north of Syria, where it borders with like Turkey, that's where there's a lot of the conflict is happening, right? But it's like, what about the south? South is not affected um uh, pretty much most of syria has been affected but not um not the capital damascus that was pretty much intact um obviously i don't know the whole political story to it but yeah i agree it's like you know not everyone's in, involved in this so the 99.9 percent .9 of people are just like me and you so that's the people i want to go see and you know show people you know it's normal sure. that it's normal people so, so yeah, can you give us your top five advice for people that are, are considering going to perceived dangerous places? Yeah, so definitely do, your, definitely do your research first. Don't just trust my opinion on it. Like, actually do your research. Down. So, yep, so do your research about the country first. Go with an open mind. Um, so that's two. Number three, get stuck in. Speak to the people. Don't be shy. Number four, I mean, those are the main three. Um, can you we think can, of any more? We can, we can stick it with the three, man. Three, yeah, that's that's the main three, in my opinion. Get get involved, go with an open mind, and just do your research before. Good. Right on. So let's get into the story. Story time. The most extreme thing would probably be, you know, the recent adventure in Afghanistan, you know, spending four hours in a Taliban headquarters with people that don't speak English, guns pointing at you. And, you know, it's, it's mental. It's, it, I was just thinking, what the hell am I doing? Me and Bob were sat there just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, this is mental. You know, we took our SD cards out of our cameras just in case they wanted to search it. And they assumed we were journalists or like spies or something. Which is like a no. If you if you caught doing that in Afghanistan, that's it. You you're in prison forever. Oh shit. Um. So obviously we're just going there filming it, 
you know, there's nothing bad on our cameras, but maybe the Taliban would have thought, oh, no, what's this? You can't be filming this. And they thought we were journalists or something. Who knows? So that was pretty scary and pretty intense. So were they like pointing um, guns at, at you? Like, what, what was the situation of when they like brought you in for questioning? It's weird, mate. They like swing their guns around, like loaded guns. They'll just swing it around like and don't realize they're pointing at you. And you're just sat there like, holy fuck, if that goes off now, my head's blown off. So they're very careless with how they're holding their Jesus. weapons. Um, but you're probably thinking they're all like scary and like, you know, but uh, most of them were super friendly, like extremely friendly. And they'd offer us tea, offer us food uh, whilst we're in those rooms. And they're just curious on who we are, basically. Obviously, I know there's a lot of people um, don't like them for obvious for reasons and stuff, but we actually got treated quite well from them and everyone in general in afghanistan was super friendly so it was a bizarre experience man it was bizarre it, <laughs> like, so is that place uh, uh, is that a place that you'd recommend people to go no nah, not not of course not no <laughs> if you're into hardcore travel 100 percent. i've got many friends that i've been been and gone recently now um i've got a friend that's there now called ben as well and I've noticed a few other YouTubers that have gone since me and Bo did our videos and a lot have been messaging me on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, crack on. If you're into that, then 100%. I mean, Afghanistan's beautiful. The mountains are amazing. The people are super friendly. You just got to take, take into consideration, like, um, the people now in charge aren't used to tourists, so they're not too sure how to act when there's, you know, a, a um, guy walking around with a camera in front of them so they just assume american or journalist and you know either arrest you or hit you with a gun and across the face who knows Christ, yeah, that's pretty fucking... no, it was good fun it was good fun it was good fun i, I probably wouldn't go back though it's one of those things you do it and then it's like right let's not do that again yeah. it's like the hyena <laughs> yeah scared of the bite i'll do that i want to do it more but you wanted like 20 quid or something because it was trying yeah. to scam me Man, any other interesting stories from, uh, I know you said that you did like, you know, uh, Iraq, uh, Syria, Pakistan. Um, there's no individual story. It's all just one crazy journey whilst you're there. Uh, one of the most dangerous things I've done is probably when I went to Pakistan, I went on the most dangerous road in the world. Now, the, the um, that used to be a road Bolivia, in Bolivia yeah. or something, but apparently that's now closed and you can't drive on it. It's now just walkable. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah that we right? actually had a guest come on and talk about that, yeah. So you can't drive on it anymore. So therefore, that's not a road in my opinion, that's a yeah. path, isn't it? So now the most dangerous road in the world is the one in Pakistan. And that road, honestly, was it was mental. Like there's like a 4,000 foot drop to, and you're, the wheel is like hanging off. It was terrifying. And the drive, the driver's like smoking, smoking weed or whatever he was smoking at the time, just like Texting. playing music. And I'm just thinking, what are you doing? And that was one of the videos that got like 30,000 views. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Fuck. Yeah, those are. I was like, that's it. This, this is, is going to be a great hit. It's going to be a, a viral video. And it gets like 30,000 views. It's like, fucking hell, what am I doing? Fuck, dude. Frustrating. That, that's the type of, of, of trip that you're like. You un unlock the door in case you have to jump out, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I said to my mate that we need to keep, we need to stay near this in case we need to jump out on the um, car whilst it's falling. Start leaning so, like towards the cliff, <laughs> the backseat. What we did, yeah. We just, that's what, exactly what we did, mate. I'm not even kidding. It's great. Yeah. 
could you, could you maybe leave us with um, a last episode, maybe not from that region, but just something across your or throughout your travels that stands out as a crazy fucking story? Because that's what my passion is. There's just so many, mate. Um, obviously, you've got your Afghan trips, your Iraq trips. Went to like Uzbekistan's too. The like... whole thing. Yeah, those those places are perfectly safe. Like, there's no, there's never going to be any issue there. We went to some gypsy villages as well, and they were perfectly fine. Um, you like you you're probably thinking like, oh, there must be some mental. I think next year is going to be the big one because Africa is always mental whenever I go there. And obviously I want to go to South America next year. So South America seems to be the most dangerous place they claim, isn't it? Well, that's what travelers tend to say, Africa and South America. Um, but obviously I'll predominantly focus on Asia and um, East Africa. So I'm sure there's, you'd have to get me back on next year, mate, because I'm sure there's going to be some yeah, mental ones. Man. And, and you're right, South America is definitely a place that seems to be, yeah, it's probably one of the most dangerous. There's a lot of guns, a lot of poverty. Well, surely America is the most dangerous place. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's, there's places in America I wouldn't dream yeah. of going, like, no chance. Walk around with a camera, not a bloody yeah. chance, mate, and, and no chance. Like, just to your point of, of, of South America being one of the most dangerous places in the world, for a while, like, reaching out to people being like hey do you have crazy stories like you know youtubers fellow travelers stuff like that and like i had like we wouldn't stay off the continent it was like brazil peru colombia like colombia like it, yeah it just like i was like fuck do you have a story that's, that's, outside of south america because i feel like the listeners are like what the fuck's going on is there only one continent here like yeah well that's the same whenever whenever i meet travelers around the world they're they always tell me their horror stories from south america like getting mugged at knife point and you know shit like this robbed at gunpoint and i'm just like fucking hell like i don't want to go there but i have to i can't not yeah, go man, it's it, can't not go. as as dangerous as it is in areas you, i think you just need to use your common sense um like we I, we've been i guess twice in the last four or five months we went to Colombia, we went to peru and i did get robbed uh, I guess in Brazil, I did get sexually assaulted <laughs> by a, an army person that was right. that had a gun. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it, it definitely is dangerous. I think if you're traveling, you just have to be careful. Um, like for example, when I was in Brazil, um, I was in my hostel and I was watching. There was like a TV on. I just like looked at the TV, and in the favelas in Rio, there was a, a police helicopter on fire. Yes, mate. Jesus Christ, fucking hell! South America is hundred percent. Awesome. Anyways, man. So, listen. This was this was awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to having you back on. And uh, can you tell the people? Can, can you remind the people where to find you? Yeah. So uh, just search Backpacker Ben on social media. It'll come up. And um, yeah, my next journey is going to be chilled. It's going to be in Japan. So nice and chilled. But it's going to be a lot of drinking. A lot of stupid things and um yeah it should be a good trip and then i'm heading back to iraq in december before hitting africa and who knows maybe south america next year you gotta be careful though man sometimes you know you say oh this is gonna be the more chilled trip and then you fucking end up in jail or something you never know <laughs> yeah the japanese mafia or something who knows <laughs> jesus yeah Anyways, man. thanks a lot for coming on and like i said we got to get bald and bankrupt on here too I'll try to get hold of him, but I'll, it won't happen. We'll, we'll, we'll get him a man. blanket, and he can—he'll feel right at home. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, mate. Thanks, buddy.
Nice one. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff. Thank you